This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who knows better than to underestimate a strong woman, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I noticed recently Viola Davis got a EGOT. Well, she can add to that crown. She now has Action Star. <laughs> Give her a taken John Wick movie. <laughs> she could pull it off. Yeah, she really I wouldn't have. I would not have thought that, but she sure can. Yes, she was impressive in this film. Uh, we will be talking about her quite a bit. Uh, but if you have been listening to our podcast since we started it last year, we thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about The Woman King, which is currently streaming on Netflix. If you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon and become a patron of the Main Attraction, po- uh, Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad free access to the podcast, you can support us on Patreon at any level and that will get you access to the podcast completely ad free. It does not matter if it's as low as the three dollar level or as high as the twenty dollar level. Any level of support on Patreon will get you the show ad free on the Patreon app. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by writing us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review while you're over there on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, we would love to hear any comments or questions or just any feedback that you might have. You can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. And we would love to hear any feedback that you have. We would uh, read it on air if you would let us. So, if, like I said, if you would like to interact with us here on the show, just send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. We are discussing The Woman King. Like I said, it is streaming currently on Netflix. Uh, real quick, before we get into specifics, what did you think of The Woman King? Well, I'm mad at myself for not going to see this in the theater. Because <laughs> this would have been an awesome yeah, movie. For what I understand, people cheered multiple times, and right. I can see why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. This is a movie that we used to have a ton of. Right. Of yeah. a, a, like a war story, you know, Gladiator, 300, right. The Patriot, uh, Braveheart, Dances with Wolves. There were... But this movie has gone away for whatever reason. Yeah, it really Although has. Top Gun Maverick is kind of... Si- I can see some similarities with Top yeah. Gun Maverick, especially with the ens- ensemble piece. But I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was... I thought they did a really good job of the cinematography and directing because you thought that these women right. could kill all these men. Right. You did. You, they you, you were you fighting. The opening scene where they come out of nowhere and just start killing everyone, I was like, okay. Yeah. That's how to open a movie. Yeah, it is. And uh, Viola Davis, man, 
incredible. Yeah, she was really good in this. Uh, There's a lot of really good performances in this. When I came in this film, I, I never had even seen a trailer for it. I was very much unaware of what the subject matter was. Obviously, I knew from posters and just seeing things online that it was going to be about a, a group of African American, an African warriors. And so, like I said, I didn't really know specifics or anything like that. But when the opening scrawl takes place and they start talking about uh, what's the name of it? Uh, the Agoji, but the uh, uh, I'm now forgetting the name of the country. Uh, Dahomey is that, that it? Is it Dahomey? I can't uh, remember. I totally missed this. Uh, but yeah, it's the it's the, it's the yeah it's the Dahomey people. Uh, but anyway, the when I was sitting there watching and looking at the scrawl, and it was going up, and I was like, oh, okay, well I'm aware of this because I taught history and I've taught world history and I'm aware about the slave trade. I was a little con- I was a little confused about how they were going to do this film. Because if you look at the Dahomey people and the their origins and what they did is, I didn't really see how they could put them in a heroic light. Because I mean, and that's this is where I have the biggest issue. Because if you look at it from a film perspective, it's got great acting. It's got really good, it's got stunning visuals. Uh, there are a couple little minor gripes I have about some of the plot stuff, but for the most part, it's a really great film. But man. It takes some incredible leaps to get to its story. Uh, are you are you aware of the the history behind this? I know it, but like I, I, we, I'm glad you mentioned this because we got to get into this. Do you do that with every history type movie? Because Gladiator, Three Hundred, Pocahontas, Aladdin, The Patriot, anything that involves the Revolutionary War, all these movies are, if not worse, and they're beloved. I don't understand why this movie people take such an offense with it that they give a pass to the others. Well, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not just a huge fan of all the movies you've mentioned, so yeah. uh, I'm maybe I'm not the, the so I, I'm not going to necessarily be following that same category. But for this one, I mean, the the homie people, what I had, they are not only were they part of the slave trade, they were they were very much like. They didn't get rid of it because of a moral ambiguity. They were, up until then, Gezo, the king who is played by John Boyega in this film, he was one of the most ruthless in terms of like seeking out slaves and towards conquering other people mm-hmm. so that he could have so that he could use slaves because it was a way it was a it was a means to wealth for the, these people and like I said I knew this because I well, when I saw that this was who the 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 movie was going to be about I was like okay I'm not really sure about all this and it's like I said I, I can take liberty you, you have to take liberties yeah. so there's no there's no yeah. question about that I don't have an issue with taking liberties but and like another one that you mentioned like one film that was initially beloved and is now kind of not aged well. Remember the Titans, as it has gotten, we've yeah. gotten away from it. The reason it hasn't aged well is because we've come to find out that that's a horrible representation of that story because the, we found out that the the guy who Denzel Washington was playing was just an absolute jerk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, that has, like I said, that, that movie hasn't aged well. I'm afraid that maybe it'll end up what's happening with this film because. The like I said, the Dahomey people, they and the Agoji, you know, they were just the warriors of these people. And now, like I said, I like the fact that we're, that they're kind of putting a spotlight on these people because the Agoji are actually who the uh, uh, Dora Milaje and Black Panther, who they're inspired from. Mm-hmm. When that's a big part of how uh, Jack Kirby and Stanley came up with with those characters. But it is 
like I said, it, it the way that they portray their views on the slave trade, where it basically kind of starts off as like, well, we do it only to these people when we capture them. Uh, we don't yeah. really do it. That wasn't the case at all. I mean, they really they had their own slaves. They were like among the leaders of, of among all the African nations about going out and seeking. They would specifically go to try to conquer other countries or other nations just so they could enslave them. And this was their number one means of wealth and acquiring wealth was by selling other Africans for slavery. And like I said, so when I, so I was trying to like, okay, let me be a little bit kind of open-minded. So I was like, when they show Gazo, maybe they're going to like put this as a fictional story where he gets overthrown or something like that. And and they don't even do that. I mean, he's for the most part, a pretty good guy in this film. I wouldn't say that though. I mean, like I said, he's he's not, he doesn't really listen to Viola Davis uh, to the most part. He like, and I know like, I don't know. I, I didn't think he came off that well. I thought they made a good job of sticking to the women. Yeah, I thought they did, too. I mean, this is very much about about the women. And like I said, but uh, I mean, I, think I don't he, think they made him look like he was the hero. No, I didn't think he made them look like a hero. No, I don't think they did that. But I think they didn't. I don't think they really painted him in a negative light either. I thought he was very. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. He could have been painted much more negative. I thought I thought and I thought that's where they would go. And that's not the road that they went down. Yeah. So, uh like I said, it's I struggled with it just because of that that very reason. Like I said, I don't mind you taking liberties, but when it starts to get to the point where it is not even remotely resemble what's your the the source material, that's when I struggle. Uh, like I said, I mean in Yeah, but did you ever watch Braveheart? Uh yeah, and like I said, but I'm not a huge Braveheart fan. That that maybe that's okay. probably part right. of it too. I mean like I said, yeah, yeah. all those movies you mentioned, I'm not a huge fan of it because okay. I'm not I know they just veer so far away from yeah. the, the source material and I struggle with those films. And that's this is another one of those films. So Okay. All right. But like I said other but from a movie standpoint, yeah, it's a great, it's it's great. Viola Davis, she's fantastic in this. Uh, yeah, I was really impressed by. I'm one probably screw up her name, Thusa Mabedu. She was really good. Yeah. Uh, as Nolly was just absolutely fantastic. First movie role for her. Yeah, she, I saw where she was in that uh, TV show, The Underground Railroad, which I've never watched, but I know it got really good reviews. Yeah, it's on Amazon, right? Man, she yeah, she was a presence in this. She was really good. I mean, she's going toe to toe with Viola. Yeah, she is. And like I said, she was really. really really good in this film i mean the entire cast was really good uh, I, I thought this was more of an ensemble if you watch the trailer it really focuses on viola davis right this is more of an ensemble piece she has yeah. no problem sharing the screen with, no, with the rest of the because yeah, i thought lashana lynch really stood out as well yeah i thought she did too i thought she was really good uh like i said the, i don't have too much of a complaint from a film perspective i did think it was a little bit long at times yeah it could be it could have well the one thing i would have cut the and they really didn't even go down the road. The romance between Nolly, Nolly and Malik. Right. They could have cut that, and that would have been less than yeah. two hours. Did you recognize Malik? No, who was Malik? I didn't even. He was. He was the kid in Bubba Fett that did the dance. Uh, oh, was he? Move, yes, you're Jackson. right. Oh my gosh! Now, yeah. now they're seeing without his hair, without the the extensions. Yeah, you're right. Because I was like, <laughs> I knew this guy from somewhere, and I saw his name. I was like, oh no, not him. Yeah, that, you're right. That's him. Now, see his picture on IMDb. I did not even realize that. So, I'm glad he got some better material to work with. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> he was he was good in this movie. Besides that part, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a little you know, which is a common problem with movies today they're a little too long 
Yeah. But I did say, I thought the action sequences were awesome. Yeah, I thought they were too. Uh, one thing, <laughs> did you ever, when ever John Boyega was on screen, did you ever like start humming to yourself all night long by Lionel Richie? Because I really thought he looked like Lionel Richie in this <laughs> film. I was like, all, my, my thought was, man, he was wasting in Star Wars. That was yeah. my overall thought. Yeah, he I saw was. Him. Yeah, he was. I will say this about the action. I thought the action was really good. I do think. And I get why they didn't do it, because you want this film to be more, get as much of an audience as you possibly can. But by making the decision to go PG-13 instead of going rated R, yeah. you, I think it takes a little bit away from it. Because, I mean, there's not that much blood in this. Like, they're sitting there slicing people's throats and, like, you don't it see any blood. The, 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 fir- the first battle, it was it was pretty gnarly. Right. There was... But like you said, I think they went as far as they could at PG-13, but they easily, if they'd have gone hard, there's no telling what they could have shown. Yeah, and I, I think, like I said, I think that would have made a little bit more of yeah. an impact, but I, I know the why they don't. They want this to get as, in front of as yeah. many people as they possibly can. Like if Because if you have a, right. if you have a, you know, if you're the, parent of a, a black 10 year old girl you want them to see this film because you want them to right. see a strong black female on screen so that's the reason right. why you don't do it but like i said it, it does and it was it, it, they ended up making the right call because it was a big hit yeah it was it it, it out it outperformed everything that it was projected to do in the theaters and it's gotten a nice little boost here ever since it made its way to oh, it's gonna be well. huge it's gonna be huge on netflix Interesting enough, uh, I don't know who Dana Stevens is, but the two writers are who are given the credit for this. Dana Stevens, like I said, I don't know who she is, but Maria Bello is one of the yeah. other writers. I thought that's just really interesting that she was one of the writers. Uh, she's been in Maria. If you don't know who Maria Bello is, she was in. Uh, I think she was in ER. ER. Yeah, ER. She's in yeah. ER. She was in Coyote Ugly. Uh, yeah. She's been in a whole lot of things. So I'm, yeah. I just never really thought of her as a writer. I, that's it. I thought yeah, that was interesting. It appears she went to Africa and then learned about this tribe and, and started writing this. Okay. What I read. Yeah, like I said, so I was completely unaware of of uh, her screenwriting. But like I said, this is it's a really strong film outside. Like I said, outside of my drawbacks of the historical stuff uh the story is an interesting story i do think it sometimes gets a little bit messy with trying to do as much as it's trying to do Mm -hmm. but for the most part i think it's a because it's basically if you don't know what the story is about and if you've gotten this far with us it is about the agoji uh the agoji warriors who are a set of female warriors for the dahomey people in africa they and i wasn't really sure how they were going to do this uh like because it's called the woman king and that's probably one of the other other criticisms we have they only have one little small section talking about what the woman king is mm-hmm. and so i saw like i wish they would have kind of spent a little bit more time kind of fleshing that out but it's basically the story of viola davis's character uh i want to make sure i don't pronounce it incorrectly uh naniska and her leading this tribe, this this group of warriors, to, against this other people. I can't remember the name of the other other uh, country that they're basically going up against. But and she starts to she has she is the one that has these questions about the slave trade, and you know she's the one who kind of starts first showing you know getting some moral ambiguity going about you know maybe we shouldn't be doing this. This is a, this isn't something that we should want. And it's kind of like fleshes out for, and it kind of goes out from there. She un, she learns that she has a daughter because when from this man who was leader of the other uh, tribes, Oba, Ed, um, his name was Oba Aid, and, and that dude he was scary. Yeah, he was. He was very. Jimmy scary. Adukoy 
My goodness, it looks like he's a Nigerian actor. He was an intimidating dude. Yeah, and he looks a lot younger without the beard. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's so there's a lot going on. But I thought that was a I thought that was a really compelling story. What were your just overall thoughts and impressions of the the plot in general? Yeah, I thought so too. And you know, I, I also like where you have you you have this young woman that's thrown into the group. So she's like the misfit, but she has all the talent. Right. And then there's the person who, who takes her under her wing. Right. That she did to make sure and showing her how to do things. I thought there was there. And I thought, like you said, the added that Viola Davis is her mother was just very interesting. And then, you know, when Viola Davis has the, the reveal that she is her mother, I mean, it just shows how good of an actor she is. Yeah, I think so, too. So let's go ahead and talk about her uh, real quick and let's then we'll do some more with that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so let's go ahead and just talk, kind of talk about how they open this up because this kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, they're sitting there yeah. after this was after basically Nolly and all of the other recruits basically go through their trial to determine if they're going to be accepted as part of the Agoji. Uh, and you know when they're treating her for her injuries, which was a just an incredibly Ooh, yeah. brutal trial, where they run through all these thorns and they have to mm. uh, climb this wall, and you know Navi just actually just jumps down off the top of the wall so that she can get out in front. Uh, really powerful scene there from these from these actresses. But when they are going through and they're treating her, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, Naniska notices that she has this mark on on Nolly, and that all, then all of a sudden, that like completely changes the entire story. Did were you expecting this? Did, did you see this coming? What were your thoughts on it? Uh, not not exactly. I knew something because they kept showing her being raped, right? And how much that that was drawing back. I, I knew that there was going to be something involved in there but no i did not see that reveal coming yeah i, I didn't either because i you're right they kept showing the rape and i just assumed that this was her being haunted by the fact that obad obad yeah, yeah. was yeah. kind of like her nemesis and the person that she was you know wanting to seek revenge from because of the fact that she was uh raped by him that's so i just thought that's what they were yeah. alluding to but when they kind of put out there that this is possibly her daughter I'm like oh okay well this is definitely going to take on a different term and it shows, you know, a little bit more of an emotional impact that this has on the story. It's not just it, it, that way. It's not just an action film. It's not just people killing mm -hmm. people. You know, it complicates her relationship because now she knows that her daughter, that she gave up so many years ago, is going to be part of this 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 group of warriors. And you know, she can't just think about the the health and safety of her daughter. She has to think about the health and safety of everyone in in the in the tribe that are part of her, that are under her command. And you know, what's best? You know, what's best for the entire for the entire uh, for the entire group of warriors might not be best for her yeah. daughter. So that's a that's a difficult thing for her. Right, right. Yeah, that was the added part where she had to think about like uh, now I have a daughter involved in this. Yeah, and we also learn about you know they they start to about probably 
30, 45 minutes into the movie, they really start exploring the idea of the slave trade and just what all it means to Africa and how this is a this is the, this was their main source of income. They they do talk about this in uh, in the film. They so they don't just completely side skirt it, but yeah. they do talk about it. And there is this you know we this is where we meet uh, Santo Ferreira played by Hero Fine Tiffin. I think it's how you pronounce his name. And then as you mentioned, Malik who's played by Jordan Bolger. And like I said, this was I really knew that uh, Santo Ferreira, uh, his character was going to end up poorly because, like I said, yes. I mean, he's he's the he's the lone white guy in this. He's the cocky guy. I'm like, okay, things are going to go bad for him. <laughs> yeah, you knew he was going to die horrifically. He did. Yeah, he thankfully. did. Uh, and he was a jerk. So, like I said, yeah, wasn't, was. I wasn't sad to see him go. Uh, but yeah. I, I did like, like I said, I wasn't really. Just, I wish they had done Malik's character differently because. I thought he was good in what they were asking him to do. I just mm. we didn't need this potential romance because that it was never yeah. going to happen. That's one reason I right. just wish they could have done something different with that. Yeah, that's the only real thing about the plot uh, when you look at that stuff. I, I, I could have done without it. Yeah, well, it's not not that he, like because the the fact that Nolly is part of this, they can't. The, it's part of like their their pledge is they they won't marry, they won't have children, right. all of this type of stuff is part of their pledge being the goji, and so like to put this out there. I guess they're trying to put out the possibility that she might go off with him uh, back to, I guess, yeah. uh, Brazil is, or Portugal. I, I never could remember. I think it was Portugal. Okay. Uh, so if he would go back to Portugal, if she could go back to Portugal with him. But I just never really felt like it was much of a. Yeah. It was much of a possibility because I just didn't see her as leaving. That just didn't that didn't strike me as as a possibility in this. Uh, we talked a little bit about Lashana Lynch. I thought her. I thought she was. She doesn't have the spotlight as much as uh, Viola Davis or Thusa Mabedu, but I just thought she was really, really good in this. I thought she was really good, too. You know, we know her from Maria Rambo in the right. Marvel series. And right. I know she's a uh, big, uh, like, Broadway actress, has done a lot of work, and uh, a person that people thought would break out, but it hasn't happened as big yet. Right. Uh, probably similar to how Viola Davis was when right. she was young, <laughs> when she was starring on Broadway, and people thought... You know, she would be huge, and then take till she was like forty. But uh, I think Lashana Lynch is going to have bigger moments. Miss the Marvels is coming out, and uh, I, I think this movie is going to help her too because she was really good. She yeah. she is very charismatic. Yeah, she is. She was uh, she was great in this, and she was the other one that really stood out to me uh, among all of the actresses. Well, I thought Sheila A- ATM as Amenza was good too. Yeah, I thought she like, was too. Second in command. Yeah, yeah. But and I know she was in Doctor Strange. It sounds like she. She her part got cut. Uh, she was supposed to have a bigger part in Doctor Strange. Okay, so I don't remember Wong's. that. Hmm. She was one of Wong's uh, helpers. Oh, uh, okay, 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 yeah. But yeah, like I said, the, it's a it's great performances and the mm-hmm. and the, you know one of the things that came out when the Oscar nominations were out, the people said that this got snubbed. Uh, what are your thoughts on just that part of it? I think. I, Definitely think uh, you could find room for Viola Davis. I yes, mean, especially I with that Andrea Rosborough, uh, you know, definitely over her. Uh, I, you know, with all the ten movies, I'd have to go back and look. Uh, I, I enjoyed this as much as some of the others. Right. Well, like I said, I, I'm fine with it not getting the best picture, but for in terms of performances, I really think Viola Davis. 
uh, over Andrea Riseborough. If you're not familiar with yeah. the controversy behind Andrea Riseborough, apparently with Oscar nominations and Oscar like voting and stuff like this, they like have it almost. It's almost like election like type rules. I mean, you can only have yeah. you can't like do certain types of parties and all this type of stuff to get votes and all this type of stuff. But with Ranger Riseboro, there were all these celebrities and A-list actors who were going out and like tweeting about how they really wanted to see Andrew Riseboro get nominated for to Leslie. And like I said, I haven't seen that. Probably never will see to Leslie. But. Uh. Like I said, it seems like that was very much a shoehorned in, and I would be perfectly happy if Viola Davis had gotten a, a nomination over her. Uh, look, in terms of, it's kind of a, in my opinion, it's going to be kind of a new point anyway, but I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Thuso Mabedu get a... I was going to say, yeah, supporting actress for her. She was great. I mean, yeah. she was, I mean, like, it's like you said earlier, she goes pretty much toe-to-toe with yeah. Viola Davis throughout a big portion of this film, and I thought she was, she held her own very, very well yeah. on screen with her. Yeah, I thought definitely she should have, you know, gotten more publicity from this, and I really had not heard I had her, her getting it. So that, that, that's a shame. Yeah, and look, Viola Davis, I mean, she was in... She was very impressive in this. I mean, yeah. what, looking at her when she was like hanging that sword to to Nali at the, when she first gets when she first starts her training. I mean, she had she was ripped in this film. Fifty six, man, a decade older than us mm-hmm. and looking a lot better. Yeah, she really <laughs> did. And like I said, I was I was really impressed. I mean, because uh, this is a person who's a master craftsman. She probably is ripped. And I'm sure she her. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's <laughs> I, would not, I would not call her thieves. I would not do it. Yeah, I mean, she's uh, she was in uh, what's we call it the uh, movie about the engineers the, or the mathematicians. She was in that one. She. Uh, uh, oh man, what's Voices? No, she. I'm thinking of somebody else. Never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. But she's mo- she's mainly known for Amanda Waller. That's kind of her. Well, the help. The help. That's right. I forgot she was in the help. She's in that as well. Uh, but you know, so I'm interested to see. I'll be interested in what this does for her career if she starts to get different types of roles coming yeah. out of this, because uh, she showed that she can do different types of things. But like I said, right. you know, she she's in DC. Let's you know get her out behind just a uh, get her out from behind the desk. Like I said, I would really be interested to know if the reason that James Gunn decided to do a Waller series instead of like doing a, a Peacemaker season two is if because of this film and he wants to give her more time to actually shine in terms of being out in the field because right I, that, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I would like to see that from her because I think she can pull that mm-hmm. off based off what we saw in in this film. Ah. Yeah, I mean, she actually came off well in the Suicide Squad movies, if that can tell you anything about her acting ability. Yeah, she did. Well, the second one, the one that James Gunn did, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, but the, yeah, the first was one was good. the first one was crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, she looked really good in, in that one, and she looked she looks absolutely fantastic in this, and she is she is incredibly convincing. That was, you know, that's the thing that this movie has to pull off more so than anything else. It has to pull off the fact that these women warriors are just as capable and just as powerful oh, yeah. and just as strong as the men that they are going up against and they do pull that off very well yeah and they're also they, they do a good job of showing how smart they are and the way they attack the way they use their weapons right and the way that they go about i thought they do a really nice job because basically lashana lynch's character is zogi i think is how you pronounce it he's kind of a mentor to tenali yeah. And after they get captured in that big battle that they had about two-thirds of the way through the film, I thought it was really good the way that they make it where she ends up kind of sacrificing herself so that Nolly can escape. Uh, 
and Navi, she she ended up. Uh, the only thing I wish they would have done is they would have gotten her out at that point instead of basically having Malik kind of then come in and swoop in and save her again. Yeah. I wish they would have yeah. gotten her out then, but that's just me. I could see that, yeah. But because there's the whole romance part of it, Alex, that part of it just did not work for me. But uh, the final battle where. You know, you finally get the 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 battle between Naniska and Oba Oba Aid. That was you know a really powerful moment to see them fi- mm-hmm. see her finally get to go up against the person who had tormented her just not only physically but psychologically as well. I thought that was really good. It's and I thought the lead up to the battle where you know John Boyega tells her you can't do this. She's like okay, and then she immediately goes to fight. Right, and everyone follows her. Right, and you know that could have been, and that is kind of where I wish they would have put more. That was when we got to that point. That was where I was hoping they would do more get more into it historically accurate, a little bit more historically accurate. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that maybe like when they got back, you know, he would have like tried to do something to them and then he could, she could have like overthrown him or something like that, but they, they didn't go down that road at all. So, uh, but like I said, it's, it's a really good film in terms of just that part of it. It's just that other part of it. Just, it's I struggle with it. Uh, and like I said, there are some people who struggle with it more than I do because like after I've watched this, I went and kind of read it because I want to see what other people are talking about. And there were some people who were talking about like boycotting well, it when it was out in theaters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you need to look at some of those people who were boycotting. I guarantee they didn't go boycott the Patriot. They didn't boycott no, they probably didn't. Wolves, so. so I know who some of these people were. I, 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 didn't, I, don't, I don't know who they were. I just started saw that that was there were people calling for it so anyway uh like i said it's a really good film i enjoyed it uh but like i said there was a bit it held me back quite a bit just because of that reason like i said i'm i do try to be consistent like i said if it veers too far away the more it veers away from the subject matter the harder it is that i have of enjoying a film like that uh so like i said it, it it it's just ended up kind of being a mixed bag for me but in terms of just the quality of the filmmaking, the quality of the performances, the directing, you know, it's, it's very, there's very little that I can complain mm-hmm. about this movie for. It's just the other star stuff that I struggle with. So, uh, anything else you want to add before we get to our awards? Oh, I was going to say, you know, shout out to Viola Davis. She was powerful mm-hmm. and still kind of reserved and she shared the screen. Yeah, she there did. are a lot of, you know, actors getting a big role like this that wouldn't have done that. Yeah, you're right. And so, so I think she should get props for that. Yeah, she should. And I think she's also is smart enough to realize that yeah. this is a moment. Not only, it, for this movie to work, everyone had to have their moments because this had to be about more than just about one strong one this had to be about right many strong women and i think she really wanted to make sure that that was a broadcast and that it was very much aware to the movie going public when they when they saw this film so yeah i just want to say there's some men tom cruise that probably would <laughs> not have uh, shared no, as much right. as she did yeah you're you're probably right about that so all right uh shall we do our awards then let's do it all right let's do some awards it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we wrap up a movie or a season of a television show, we like to do six awards that are all based on the six characters of Friends. Up first, we have the Rachel, uh, the star of the movie. Who is your Rachel? Oh, I went with Viola Davis. Yeah, here. it is. It's Viola Davis as the niece goes. She was very much the star. Look, there are some other really good performances in it. Yeah, but really, make, yeah. make no mistake that this is definitely Viola yeah. Viola Davis's star, uh, her biggest star turn. I'm not sure it's the, her only star turn, but it's her biggest star turn. Oh no, the help. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I always forget about the help. I keep forgetting about it. All right. Next is the Joey, uh, the person who's just kind of a, a character you loved. Who's your Joey? I'm going uh, Thuso in Voodoo as yeah. Navi. I, I, incredible. Yeah, she was really good. Like I said, I was not... When I, when they first showed her on screen, I figured she would have a pretty big role in this, but I was not expecting as great of a performance Same. from her as, yeah. as we got. So uh, Next is... These next two were hard. I'll be real honest with you. Uh, the Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most, who'd you go with? Well, Lashana Lynch showing she was messing with Nawi, so she gets the uh, the award for me. Yeah, that, and that's the reason why I gave it to her as well. I didn't laugh a whole lot in this, but no, no. The few little chuckles I got, I guess, I came from her as well. So yeah, uh, I went with her for the Chandler as well. Next is the Phoebe, the oddball of the bunch. Who's your Phoebe? I went with John Boyega because, like you know, like you said, he's really a villain, and he was somewhat villainous at times, not as villainous as he should have been. Yeah, I, honestly, I went with Sheila Atom as a Menza. I didn't really, I really know where else to go else. with. I didn't know where else yeah. to put her either, so I just get stuck yeah. her here. To be honest with you, so I didn't really think she was that. I didn't think there was anybody that was really much of an oddball in this film. So yeah, yeah. Uh, next is the Monica, just a character who's important to the story. Who did you go with? That's where I went with uh, Sheila ATM as a Menza. Yeah, that's I, I thought she was really good. Like I said, that second person in line. Right. Uh, this is where I went with John Boyega as Gazo, just because he is important to the overall story. Uh, next is, and finally, is the Ross, the person you, the character you like the least. It could be because of the poor performance, but it could just be because that's you're not supposed to like him. Who'd you go with? I went with Jimmy Otakoya because I, I thought, man, he was an intimidating villain. Yeah, he was. I, I almost went with him, but I just thought Hero Fine Tiffin as Santo Ferreira. And, and, and Ray Fine's <laughs> nephew, by the way. Oh, I was wondering if that was the case. I noticed yeah, that was yeah. the that was his, the, his name, so I was wondering if that was the case. But yeah, he was just an awful person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was fine in terms of an actor, but he was just, yeah. his character was just absolutely awful. So. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is a Game of Thrones. Beneath Game of Thrones is a Lost. The middle of the road for us is a Friends. Beneath the Friends is a Full House. At the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. What are you giving this? I'm going with the Game of Thrones. Uh, this is a movie that you know we don't get enough of, and these are women, and these are women of color, and they pull it off well. And like you mentioned, the battle scenes are great. The cinematography, like there's not a lot of stuff. If you actually look at the movie that you can complain about besides the historical inaccuracies. But uh, I I thought it was a fabulous job. And I'm hoping we get to see more of these actresses and more stories like this. Uh, This one was tough for me because, like I said, from from a filmmaking perspective, I'm probably at a Game of Thrones, maybe the law somewhere around there. I I could go either way. It's the historical stuff that just, I struggle with it. And like I said, I mean, I'm always going to be that way. Whenever whenever you have a historical movie, if they veer so far away from the source material, I struggle with it. So I just ended up going with the Friends. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah, like I said, I just... I I, got to remember this when we do a history, because I'm going to tell you, you don't need to watch Elvis. 
well, like I said, I, I haven't been interested in watching it that much anyway. Yeah. So uh, it's just, like I said, you can veer away. From, I don't mind you veering away from it, but when, like I said, they made these as very sympathetic characters, and historically they're just not. I mean, and that's I, I just really, really struggle with it as as a result. Like I said, I don't care yeah. if you if you veer away from it. Uh, as long as you're like somewhat in the same in, in the same realm of the story, but when you get com- when you completely take a group of characters and you completely change who they are, I just I, I have a hard time with it. So, so anyway, uh, but like I said, I understand why some people you know would think that this should be as a best picture nomination. I I completely understand that because you know from filmmaking perspective, I think it's great. It's just that it's just yeah. I just don't think they do a really good. I'm not sure that. It's the best group of people to be putting up on a pedestal, and that's what that's where I struggle with. So, all right. Uh, before we head off for the week, uh, we'd love you like to do things that we're looking forward to. So, what are some things you got this week? So, um, because of Lashana Lynch, I'm going to say the Marvels. Although it's been pushed back to November, yeah, it's been pushed back to November uh, because of uh, they wanted to do more post production. I'm not sure it's that's because of. The Ant Man's re- reviews, they, or if there's something else, they announced that right after Ant Man Ant Man came out, mm-hmm. I think. And there was a story that came out after uh, that with uh, Kevin Feige after uh, Ant Man came out, and this was I can't remember, I think maybe in Variety um, or Hollywood Reporter, I can't remember which one it was on. But basically, Kevin Feige said they're going to start slowing things down because they think that they have kind of. He didn't just come out and say we've been kind of rushing things out. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to do less shows. So, like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be pushed back because they want to make sure that they get it right. Like I said, he's not coming out and saying it, but that's kind of if you start reading between yeah. the lines, you can kind of tell that's what he's that's what he is actually saying. So they're probably going to you know they've been doing three or four films. I wouldn't be surprised if they push it back to. To you know, at at most three, but most likely two films, and probably just you know two or three series per per year at, from this point on. Yeah, and I think that's probably better. Uh, like I said, yeah, I, yeah. I love to get those films, but I think it's the whole. It's we've talked about this before. It's the whole Marvel fatigue, and mm-hmm. by constantly having all that stuff out there, and it just dominates. And because it, you basically can't have a movie once like Ant Man when it came out. It would determine when Creed three is coming out. They had to wait. They're waiting two weeks right. until Creed three comes out because of the fact that Ant Man was uh, coming out two weeks before it. So you have to really think about, you know, just how much that dominates the calendar. So they are they're mm-hmm. going to really start slowing down, making sure things are right. And I think it's going to ultimately for the, be for the best, even if it takes a little bit longer to get some of this stuff done. Yeah, uh, uh, and I've got? got one more. Uh, uh, cocaine bear man it was a huge hit at the box office the <laughs> yeah, reviews are great yeah i was surprised yeah i'll probably wait till streaming comes out on it but i do want to yeah. see it now that because i was not yeah. expecting anything with this film me either but people are loving it yeah i've heard a lot of i've heard a lot of good things on it so uh for me do you, do you have anything else i'm to ask no, that's it that's it uh there is a uh show starting on march 13th that looks interesting it's called the boston strangler uh, i'm looking forward to it uh karen knightley is in it uh, like i said and it looks like that this is one of those historical things it looks like it's going to keep relatively close to the actual storyline so like i said when you keep it you know, kind of in the same ballpark. They're not going to like, but the Boston Strangler are sympathetic. So, uh, yeah. I'm all for that. So that's kind of one of the things that I'm looking forward to. Like I said, it's got, I haven't seen Karen Knightley in forever. So I'm looking forward to seeing her back on something. 
Uh, the th- one thing I was looking forward to last week, I still haven't gotten around to watching it, and that is the third season of a uh, show on Netflix. I've forgotten the name of it. Uh, Outer Banks? Outer Banks, thank you. Uh, yeah. I, I, it came out this weekend. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. So, like I said, it was on my looking forward to last week, so I'm going to keep it on my looking forward to this week as well. Because Have you watched any of it yet? I have. I may be talking about it later. Okay, good. So <laughs> that, that's good to hear then. <laughs> uh, but the other thing is one of the shows that we are going to be covering next week. So we will be starting The Mandalorian. It is season three, starts on Wednesday. We will be covering it next week on the show. Uh, it will be our midweek episode until The Last of Us wraps up. And then we'll probably put it as our beginning week of the episode, uh, beginning of the week episode. So I'm looking forward to that. I know you're looking yeah, forward to it as well. Yeah, so. me too. You know, yeah. As much as I liked Andor, I'm looking forward to getting back into like real, yeah. really like true Star Wars, you know, weird aliens and force and all that fun stuff. So, uh, but I guess that's it for me. Anything else you want to add before we head off? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>